Welcome to the Saving Lives Podcast. I'm Eddie Joe. We're currently about 10 or 11 episodes into my podcast career, and I still haven't spoken about vitamin C. Well, that's a surprise to a lot of people, but it's time to talk about vitamin C. And today I'm going to be talking about vitamin C and COVID. First of all, I have to clear my chest. There's a bias here. I'm very bullish on vitamin C. Things are easier when you don't have to worry about my bias, but I digress. The article cited for this post, which I definitely recommend that you read, it was published in the journal Nutrition on the 25th of July of this year, and just for reference, it's August of 2020. And the title of the paper is Vitamin C as Prophylaxis and Adjunctive Medical Treatment for COVID-19. That title obviously caught my attention, and I have to give a hat tip to the authors. I recommend reading the entire article as it helps support what I'm saying. Obviously, I didn't make any of this stuff up. It comes from some sort of data. We're currently battling COVID, and it really doesn't feel like we're winning. We're in August. Things things don't feel like they're getting much better. I mean, thankfully, many places haven't gotten like NYC, but I feel like we should be doing better. We're seeing more cases by the day, and while we're getting better at taking care of these patients, there's still a lot of people dying throughout the world. I mean, this is not only a United States problem. The paper cites that approximately 42% of critically ill patients with COVID do not survive. We do not have a magic cure. And let me be clear here. I don't think that vitamin C is the cure. But it's potentially a therapy that could nudge things in the right direction. I have zero randomized controlled data at this point to support that notion that I have. But there are some biologic rationales for using vitamin C here that include vitamin C being a free radical scavenger and also supporting various cellular functions of the innate as well as adaptive immune systems. The adaptive immune system could influence inflammation and therefore modify susceptibility to viral infections. See, we're hearing a lot about the cytokine storm and cytokine release syndrome in COVID, but vitamin C could help bring down IL-6. I do think that this cytokine release syndrome is what's killing patients. And there is data that vitamin C decreases IL-6 production as well as block it in vivo, which is stated in the article. They cite a different study that went ahead and proved this. So therefore, this, this plea that I have that, you know, this should help isn't empty. The research purists out there, of course, you know, those people who always pump out their chest and say, there's no double-blinded, randomized, placebo-controlled trial. Yeah, th- those people obviously could go ahead and say that. But desperate times call for desperate measures. If there are no adverse effects, why not try? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. For some people, it might not be enough that this blocks IL-6 and reduces its production. But the authors also cite papers where vitamin C blocks other inflammatory cytokines. And in a different study, just 500 milligrams of vitamin C twice a day reduced both interleukin-6 as well as C-reactive protein in patients who are hypertensive and diabetic. Now, 
These patients did not have COVID, but nonetheless, it brought these things down. And as a bonus, vitamin C could also have beneficial effects on the thrombotic disease that we find in patients with COVID-19. You all know these patients whose D-dimers keep on climbing despite us putting them on either DVT prophylaxis or higher than average DVT prophylaxis or on full dose anticoagulation. And despite this, these patients still go ahead and form clots. Yeah, if we could do something else to them, because obviously there's only so much anticoagulation we could give them, then this could potentially help. But just know that there is some data on the way. The, the authors have found 10 studies looking at vitamin C and COVID, either alone or in combination with other medications. Other medications which include hydroxychloroquine, zinc, vitamin D, as well as azithromycin. And the doses that they're looking at could go up to 6 to 12 grams per day. As a reminder, Paul Merrick's study that was published in CHEST in septic shock patients in 2017, I believe, well, that study used 6 grams per day at 1,500 milligrams IV every 6 hours. We could either wait for these studies to be published or take action using a therapy with no downside. But did I mention that it's inexpensive? That's another good thing. Remember, we're looking at all these medications such as remdesivir, tocilizumab, other monoclonal antibodies. All these medications cost thousands of dollars. Yeah, sure, we live in the United States and somebody's going to pay for it, right? Yeah, we're going to just keep on printing more money. As an aside, other countries such as those in South America, Central America, Africa, India, I mean, some countries just cannot afford to pay for all these medications. So something that's inexpensive and readily available is definitely worth considering. Now, people say side effects of vitamin C. I've discussed this a lot on my Instagram as well as on my website, but there are numerous studies that look at vitamin C and substance and septic shock and have found no adverse effects. This whole notion of calcium oxalate crystals is not seen. Thiamine actually helps out with that. So if you want to sprinkle in some thiamine, hey, have fun. Even the recent Oranges trial published in CHEST just a few weeks ago that I covered on my, on my Instagram as well as my website, yeah, they had no side effects there either. And as a side note, I don't know if you know this or not, but patients who are receiving chemotherapy, they could get up to 1.5 grams per kilogram of IV vitamin C. That's quite a slug. So you might ask yourself, what's next? Well, during this time, me personally, that I've been caring for patients who have COVID-19, I've been taking 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C per day. My wife bought a jug, coincidentally, in February, and, you know, it's a 1,000 milligram tablet from Amazon, and we've been taking one a day. Now, as an as inpatient, what I don't see anything wrong with is adding this to a cocktail that, and again, this is not medical advice, this is just something worth considering. But we should consider using melatonin, zinc, perhaps vitamin D, as well as vitamin C, as an adjunct to try to help decrease mortality and decrease, you know, just how sick these people get with COVID. We just need to stop people from dying. And I think that trying little things that are inexpensive, readily available, and without side effects are worth considering. Let me know your thoughts on all this. Thanks so much, everybody, for your support. Have a great day. Bye.